Welcome to Loving God and Making Money, honey. This is Julaine Smith. And Kyla Alvarez. Yes, and we are here again today because we are just inspired, yeah, we are, by the Holy Spirit to do this work for one reason and one reason only, and that is to serve you, to help you, to make more, save more, and give more than you ever dreamed you could possibly give all to the glory of God. And so Kyla and I are so excited to be here again with you all um, as we are continuing on in a, another series that we started actually um, uh, last, oh gosh, two weeks ago, two. I think. Kyla, I yeah, lose track of time. Two, <laughs> two weeks. But we're now delving deeper into some attributes of generous leadership. Uh, these are attributes that I crafted based upon many, many years of study and kind of contemplation, uh, looking back on my own life and trying to answer the question, how can I be a better person? Because I knew if I could become a better person, I could become a better leader. And as it is for me, it is for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. And so we've been going through these attributes. And today we're talking about one that I think really, Kyla, we can spend some time on, right? And I want to give it the space, really, that it deserves. Mm -hmm. And that is... Thinking creatively. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the role that creative thinking plays uh, in our becoming uh, effective leaders. Yeah, we need it. I mean, you have to have creative creativity for advancement, for um, just progression, really. All the above. I think you can't really be a strong, effective leader if you lack in creativity. Oh, I would completely second that. Yeah. So let's let's start out with a definition, folks, because I know, you know, it's always important to make sure we're on the same page when we use these terms that we've heard before and we think we know what they mean. But I just want to make sure that um, we're aligned with our meaning on this. And so I did a little bit of uh, just background research, if you will. And uh, I'm using a definition of creativity that was uh, presented by a Harvard psychologist. Uh, Her name is Shelley Carson, and she wrote the book, Your Creative Brain. Okay. And she says that creative thinking, um, and in order to be creative, let's just say, uh, that the idea has to be novel and original, but here's the kicker. It also needs to be useful or adaptive to some portion of the population. Mm -hmm. Now, I love this because she's making a a clear distinction between originality and creativity. Yeah. Okay. So why is that important? Because things can be original and novel, but lack any kind of uh, (laughs) adaptability. Uh, okay, adaptability or connection, really. connection to people, and therefore it's not really creative. Yeah, you know, you see, what I'm trying to say is that in order for it to be creative, it's got to make a difference. It's got to change somebody else's uh, life or impact other people's lives. Um, so, I'll give you a case in point. Okay, so you know, people who are maybe not uh, totally in their right mind, and they they you know because of some psychosis or or some other kind of uh, mental uh, health issue, right? They could be very original in their thought life. They could they could have a lot of original thoughts, as a matter of fact. Uh, but when you look at the adaptability of those thoughts to other people of the population, you'll see there's no connectivity there, mm-hmm. right? So they're original, 
but they're not creative. creative. Yes. Okay. Big difference. Huge difference. So when we're talking today on this podcast about thinking creatively and the role that that plays in us becoming better leaders, we're talking about uh, being able to come up with adaptive solutions, innovative ideas, disruptive technologies, uh, products and services that are are applicable to or can impact on uh, needs or problems or areas where we want change, right? Mm -hmm. We want to be able to come away with a change in a condition that brings about improvement in other people's lives. And I actually have a personal testimony. I'll just tell a story about how I've been recently, Kyla, the benefactor of creative thinking. Okay, Uh and it was interesting because for me, it was an epiphany. It was actually a moment where I had an aha um, as it pertains to how faith and technology, not only can they work together, that they do work together. Yes. Right. So um, for those of you who are listening, um, just uh, to be totally transparent and share a little bit of my personal um, health challenge. I have since the mid 20s been diagnosed with glaucoma. And so I'm very uh, aware and used to the normal protocol to treat this disease. Uh, For those of you who aren't aware, glaucoma is an eye disease. And what happens is the pressure in your eye increases to a place where it is unhealthy for your optic nerve. And therefore, you have to do something to lower that pressure. Mm -hmm. And so for years, I have been able to control that through drop therapy. So that basically means I put drops in my eyes, you know, twice Mm -hmm. a day or whatever the doctor would say. And it was working fine up until about two months ago. And for some unknown reason, don't know why the doctors can't explain it. But in my right eye, my pressure went up and it would not go back down through drop therapy. Mm. Okay, so I... Went to the doctor, as I always do, um, on a regular basis, and he noticed that the pressure had elevated and to an unhealthy level. And so he began to speak to me about surgery. Mm -hmm. Okay, so (laughs) here we go. Technology meeting a need. Okay. So he's telling me about the typical normal glaucoma eye surgery. And in his words, he described it as, Barbaric. Oh, that's really <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Very reassuring. I'm yeah, sure. right. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sitting in his office, and the reason he used that word to to describe it is because, folks, what they would do. This is the the state of medicine and technology. Uh, they would poke an o- a hole in your eye. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't mean to freak y'all out, but I know this we're is sorry. What, okay, yeah, this is what he's telling me. They would poke a hole in your eye and then use medicines to try to keep the hole from healing itself. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm sitting in the doctor's office going, "Okay, the devil is a lie." I'm like yeah. going, "Okay, I know I got to do something about this. Let but this cup pass from me, let Jesus." This cup pass from me. <laughs> but then he says to me, "However." In the last two years, now, I tell you the truth, God does all things perfectly and does them well in his timing. But within the past two years, in the United States, new technology has been introduced Mm -hmm. that enables uh, the physicians who've been trained in this to put a gel stent Mm -hmm. in your eye and relieve the pressure by giving your eye a new drainage duct. 
There we go. For the fluid to come out of. And this this little stent, Kyla, it's the width of a diameter of a hair. Amazing. And it's hollow inside, people. Yeah. Okay. Well, better, you know, better that than an actual literal hole, hole in your eye. Right. So I had this surgery two and a half weeks ago where the doctor went in and my doctor happened to be one of two doctors in the state of Washington who can even do this surgery. But he went in and he put this gel stent in my eye and immediately the next day, the pressure returned to normal Come and on, has Jesus. been ever since. Come on. Okay. Now here's the That's epiphany. Great. Okay. I could have prayed and I did. Y'all know I was a praying. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, touch my eye, heal my eye. Yeah. Right. Make the drainage ducts work right. Totally. Somebody else, I don't even know who the somebody is, but somebody else on this planet Earth years ago had an idea, a creative idea. That's right. And they said, what if we could create a little stint stint in your eye that you could put in a human (laughs) being's eye and relieve the pressure and treat all of those who are suffering with glaucoma? Yeah. Somebody had a creative idea and because they had that creative idea and then had the wherewithal to produce the solution that went with the creative idea. I today am the benefactor of that creativity. Yes, you are. Oh my goodness. That's what I'm talking about. You want to know what I actually love about your story is the fact that you highlighted uh, the fact that Oh, yeah, you prayed for healing. Yes. But actually your healing stemmed from another person's innovation. But I mean, let's just think about it. Cause I think so many people, we, we like to just sit and pray and believe, Oh, God's going to just miraculously do something when yes. reality is God put a whole community of creative people all around you and he's like hey i already gave you the Uh, resource to do this i forget i forget who it was i want to say it was um bishop td jakes or something like that Uh, my husband had me watch this this video of him but i remember him saying so many of you guys are asking god to give us a table god give me a table give me a table give me a table yes and god's like i already gave you all the trees that's right i gave you the skills come on now go make yourself go a table make yourself but that a table is where creativity comes in right it's that process of of tapping in to the resources god has given us and mm. to step back to envision them and to actually execute it. And execution is the key Mm -hmm. because so many times I think people get caught in their creative thought, Mm -hmm. like um, this book um, that I'm referring to, Your Creative Brain. um, She she makes the, the point that creativity requires that you uh, be hungry and thirsty for more, right? She also says that contentment is the enemy of creativity, right? And so what can happen is sometimes we can get so lulled into complacency and we can sit there and we can have all kinds of creative thoughts. I mean, some of them may even be drug induced, right? Or they may (laughs) (laughs) just tell the truth, shame the devil. Uh But you can sit there and you can be sipping brandy in front of the fireplace and have creative thoughts. You can have coffee, right? Yeah. On a a wintry day and, and, and sit there and have creative 
creative thoughts, thoughts that you would, I would say, consider to be creative. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about in terms of leadership yes. is moving past that point. Yes, absolutely. It's like going to the next step, which is taking the initiative to see whether or not that creative thought has the potential to be adaptive to somebody else's life. In other yes. words, something that could create for them a solution to a very real problem. Absolutely. And then to be willing to pay the price mm-hmm. of stewarding that idea all the way through to the market. Because the person who created this idea that I'm now the benefactor of and I have a gel stint in my mm-hmm. eye, they had to take that idea all the way through development and through the, the medical field and the technological marketplace. And I'm sure at some point the uh, the FTC in the United States had to get involved to say it's okay to do this surgery here because I'm telling you the surgery has been done in, in other uh, nations mm-hmm. around the world mm-hmm. uh, prior to coming to the U.S. And so mm-hmm. there's a process you have to steward your idea through yes. before you can actually get it to those who can be a benefactor from it. Yes. So this is creative thinking at its best. Yes. And it's what we were born to do. And I love to go back to the word of God. And I and I did even with this particular um, topic, I had to go back to the book of Genesis. And Kyla, what, what impresses me there is if you read Genesis chapter one, for the first 25 verses, we get to see God, our father at his best as mm-hmm. it pertains to creativity. He spoke it. Yep. And it was. Yes. And, and, and what he makes is not just practical, but enjoyable. Oh my goodness. You know, look at that. The world we live in is amazing here in Seattle. Every time I'm going across I-90 and it's a sunny, clear day and I look and I see Mount Rainier to the right. I tell you people, if you're from Seattle, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. It's that, just this moment. Oh my God. The majestic mountain is creation of God, the father. I mean, he created the mountains and the seas and the birds and the mm-hmm. trees and all of nature that we get to enjoy. Yes. And that uh, same element is within us. That's, it that's what's is. so powerful is that. The God of all creation who spoke the world into motion is the same God that dwells in us and through us and with us. And made us in his image. Exactly. Right? So you get to... Inherit it. We inherit it. It's part of our DNA. Yes. It is part of our DNA to be creative. Yeah. And, And I think in many senses that's, you know, because... That's an element of us. I think we have a responsibility to execute it. And so, you know, bringing this back into a applicable manner for some of you business owners and people in business, like I, in my work, I think what I, I hit most is people who are so comfortable with where their communities are at. Mm-hmm. We like these outcomes. We've gotten these statistics and, um, we almost become narrow-minded because our success has blinded us. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we stop. In some cases, that's really true. It, it is. I mean, it, it success can be absolutely blinding. But right. that's the thing is, I think uh, there needs to be a perpetual need for creativity. Mm-hmm. Not not because we want to change things just to change them, but because if we aren't thinking creatively. I mean, we're assuming we've achieved everything that 
we're called to do. And and that's never the case. There's always someone being left out. There's always something else we can do. So to assume that we don't need creativity, that we can just keep things the way they are, mm-hmm. means we have actually narrow-minded ourselves into like a little hole and said, oh, we've arrived. That's right. And that's where that um, contentment being the enemy yes. of creativity, that's where that comes into play. Yes. We become we, we become so isolated in our bubble mm-hmm. of our contentment that we don't take time to step away and think creatively. We don't consider the possibilities yes. that could be if we allowed for the creative process to really uh, have room in our lives because we are not content yeah. with what we see going on in the world, in our communities, in um, the the societies that we're a part of. Mm-hmm. If, if we can look at the issues of our world today and find contentment with mm-hmm. those situations, we are so living in our bubbles. We yes. are so <laughs> narrow-minded in our own thinking. And so God, I think the spirit of the Lord is ubiquitous. He is everywhere. He's always moving. He's always creating. And he always speaks. We just don't always listen. Oh, come However, on. if you do listen, yes, he will show you yes. what it is that he would ask of you, what he would... um long for you to also care about that that grieves his heart exactly. that you can be inspired by God to create a solution to deal with that problem mm-hmm. and that's why to me being a business owner is so much more than just making money that's it's right. so much more than that being an effective leader is putting yourself in a position where you can actually be the answer to somebody else's need. That's right. Well, I mean, honestly, this kind of reminds me of the moment where Jesus turns the tables mm-hmm. at the temple mm-hmm. because what was happening there was, you know, the the business owners were essentially creating for themselves a source of income, right? Mm-hmm. They were they were vendors there who right. basically charged people um, supplies that they can purchase, so that they merchandising right there in the synagogue, right? So that they could they could you know people right. can finally pay for their sins, right? Right, but what these and, people and can did I just say was that I don't want to interrupt, you, oh, but can I just say we merchandise in the church today too? Okay. <laughs> Next. Yes. Okay. Rolling eyes. Real. I'm rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> okay. Go on, Kyla. But, but that's the thing is yeah. so many Christians do the yeah. exact same thing. We justify yes. our commerce yeah. all the time. And we're like, oh, well, I'm just doing what I need to do and whatnot. And what Jesus comes in and he turns tables. Turn he turns tables. them because our narrow-mindedness of how we've done business Mm -hmm. has actually perpetuated the seclusion of God's people. People groups. Yes, and God doesn't want that. So this is where creativity Mm -hmm. comes into play, right? Mm -hmm. God's saying, I want you to reimagine for yourself what it means to gain wealth. I want you to reimagine what it looks like to build community with these people. You focused on the wrong thing. That's why this is an important attribute to a good leader because it's not just about your money. It's about this connection, how you build bridges with 
people. That's right. Relationships, mm-hmm. which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I know it's so important. And you said something before we were on air today that I just thought was brilliant in terms of describing what the creative process really mm. involves. Can you just share with our listeners, you were talking about the uh, the third... Yeah, the creative op- the, third option. Can you share what that means? Because I think it's a brilliant way of thinking about the power of creativity. Yes. Yeah, so um, I have a master's in reconciliation and intercultural studies. So Mm -hmm. with that being said, um, I am a reconciler. Like my job and role is to create a reconciliatory path between two parties, right? So uh, we live in a society that is very dualistic, right? Mm -hmm. It's either black, it's white. You're either for me or you're against me. Okay, well, if you don't like this process, then we have to do this process. But what reconciliation offers is what we consider the creative third option. It means stepping back, analyzing the realities, the the little things that the world has to offer, Mm -hmm. but then reorganizing, reconfiguring, and rebuilding a brand new structure. It's not this or that. It's a new way. Yeah, it's a new way of thinking about something that you understand, but you've put it into, you said earlier, these little boxes with labels on them, right? And they describe a situation, Mm -hmm. right? But the creative process enables you to understand that as a starting point and then back away from it. Yes. And imagine new patterns, new paradigms, new connections that maybe have not even been imagined before. Exactly. It's like an uh, an evolving thing. Creativity is is like maturing. You're evolving. You have mm-hmm. the essence of the old, but you are something new. You were it's like a caterpillar, right? Like yeah. caterpillar goes into cocoon. It's it's the same elements, but then when you give it time and you let it nurture itself in a new path in a new way, mm-hmm. then it derives something completely different and beautiful. And that process of, of, I call it kind of a inspirational or revelatory process. One of the things that I know is helpful in that is prayer. Absolutely. The reason being prayer enables us to connect to God. And since the creator God has uh, infinite ideas and possibilities. Mm-hmm. Exhaust. We can't. We can't. Inexhaustible. We can't. We can't um, totally connect to and fully understand all the thoughts of God. No. Impossible. Because we're not God. <laughs> because we're not God. But through the process of prayer, we get to tap into. A little bit of that, right? Mm -hmm. And so prayer is a part of our creative process. So bringing this full circle back to the attributes of generous leadership as we begin to wrap this up, I just wanted to leave with our listeners the way that I describe what it means to think creatively when you are engaged with uh, um, a process of leading others and you want to be what I describe a generous leader. The way that I describe creativity is I begin by saying that generous leaders are spiritually inspired and their creative thinking is fueled by the discipline of prayer and meditation, which frees 
mind space to receive inspiration from God for innovating and designing ways to improve business processes and performance. The process of prayer, folks, when I say free mind space, I basically am saying that it gives you uh, room, cognitively speaking, for the power and the presence of God to inform your thoughts. Prayer helps generous leaders deliver on excellence in product and services and, and advancements in both and improve in customer relationships and building uh, uh, relationships with your uh, employees and talent management and business performance, all of the above. Prayer helps us to maintain our marriage of wills relationship with God. So when I'm thinking about creativity and being a creative leader, I cannot even envision being able to accomplish that without prayer. Yeah. It, it, ha- it requires almost a sense of humility. Yeah, it does. Right? A posture of openness, of willingness, of not being so um, secure in what we've known and what is comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? But allowing mm-hmm. progression and change and divine insight to free us. Right from from what we've previously known. So yeah. that it requires faith, right? It, does. it requires faith. It does require faith. Amen. Amen. So anyway, that's it for us uh folks today. Kyla and I hope that uh we've said something in this podcast that was gonna that has sparked creative thinking or at least a desire for you to become more creative in your thinking. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, um, what role, what area, what field you find yourself in, make room for the creative process to flourish in your life. Make room for God to be able to use you in the way that he desires. And what I mean by making room is simply give yourself some time on a regular basis to stop, step away from the regular, to experience something supernatural just through uh, the process of of quiet time, prayer, Mm -hmm. meditation. Let the creative uh, DNA that is a part of your being, that, that measure of treasure that is inside of you, let it bloom, let it flourish, let it come alive so that you too can be generous in the way that you live life. So anyway, Kyla, you have anything more you want to say no, to the folks before I we wrap this up? I think that's really good. Just do what she said. It's good, wise advice. It is good. <laughs> it is wise. And guess what, people? The world is waiting on us. The world needs us. We need some creative thinkers to do some more creative development so that more folks can be the benefactors of our creativity. So that's it for this week. Hey, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope to hear you uh, from you. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, send us comments on Facebook, Instagram, however you want to connect. Just let us know that we are uh, touching your life and it's making a difference. And until next week, I always say every week, go into the marketplace, do what you were called to do. Make more, save more, and give more to the glory of God. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.